It is the Wave 97.9 WHAVFM win for breakfast and the Beach Boys right there. Barbara Ann, if they could only change the words and maybe make it Lorianne, that could work too. But I don't know if that is the uh, the middle name for uh, Third District Congresswoman Laurie Dehan. She is our guest right now, and and uh, Laurie, your your middle name is, your middle name's not Ann, is it? You know, it, uh, it 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 is. My my full middle name is Antonia, but uh, Lori Ann sounds great, especially if I could sing uh, it to the, the tune of Barbara Ann. <laughs> well, you can. Uh, uh, Weird Al Yankovic has made a career out of doing stuff like that. You can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, anyway, it's it's a pleasure to have you on the radio and. Uh, and uh, we haven't had a chance to, to talk since you got elected, so congratulations on that. And uh, Thank you. you've been, uh, yeah, I just wanted to see, you know, you're on uh, one side of the desk now, but uh, back when you were a kid, you were on the other side of the desk. You were working with Marty Meehan. Do you see a big difference in uh, which side of the desk you're on these days? Certainly. Uh, you know, there's nothing like um, crossing that chasm from, you know, a staff member uh, to the representative. Um, and so, yeah, last year was was um, exciting. Uh, it was challenging, um, but it was uh, it was a wonderful year. Uh, certainly, this is an important time in our in our country. It's also an important time in Massachusetts. Uh, this you know, this district in particular is very diverse. Uh, it goes from Haverhill all the way to Marlboro, west to Fitchburg and Gardner, uh, and Lowell and Lawrence. So the diversity, I think, is what makes the job so uh, exciting. And, and I have so many gateway cities that are really working on economic development, which, which is something that, um, you know, I really take an active role in partnering with uh, with those leaders on. Well, you know, you talk about uh, you talk about economic development, and um, I guess you know part of it is that you, uh, the manufacturers have to change with the times. And uh, you were at a um, you made a visit yesterday at a uh, location that is changing with the times. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. So yesterday I was out at uh, Revolutionary Clinics out in uh, out in Fitchburg. Um, and they are a cannabis cultivation facility. But what was interesting about the visit was, uh, you know, 50 years ago, you know, they're, they're sitting in 140,000 square, uh, feet of mill space. Uh, a mill that had, had basically sat empty, uh, for years. Uh, it used to be a shoe factory, um, uh, and a manufacturing facility, uh, by the Anson family. Uh, the grandson of the, of the, you know, founder of that shoe factory came back to Fitchburg. Um, and he has a, a manufacturing processing, uh, facility as well as a, a cultivation facility. And so, you know, um, created, you know, a hundred jobs. He's contributed $700,000 just in the last couple of years back to the city of Fitchburg. And it's, you know, it's one model of, you know, what economic development can mean for a mill town. Uh, like a Fitchburg, a Lawrence, and a Lowell. You know, I um, today I'm going to go uh, visit um, uh, Convectronics, uh, which is a growing company in Haverhill uh, that manufactures uh, industrial uh, equipment. So I think everybody has their own focus in terms of economic development and how you create jobs. Uh, and when I tour these companies, you know, I, I want to understand where do you get your employees? How can we keep the pipeline um, 
flush so that you can stay and grow here? Uh, what are the biggest challenges that you have? Many times it's healthcare costs for some of these uh, small and mid-sized businesses. Um, and, you know, what can we just do to set the conditions so that, uh, you know, businesses thrive in this part of the state? Well, you mentioned uh, Convectronics, and uh, now all of a sudden it dawned on me that's, uh, well, kind of almost across the street from uh, where WHAV is located. We're in the uh, Ward Hill Industrial Park, and uh, they're on the other side of the of that street. So, yeah, it's, uh, in fact, they were putting up a, a brand new sign the other day. So, you know, they're they're really going at it. Absolutely. Yeah, they're growing and uh, and they're, you know, I'm sure uh, branding uh, to, to sort of keep pace with that with that growth. So uh, I'm excited to see, um, uh, you know, the manufacturing floor and certainly get a, an overview presentation from the, the leadership there. The uh, city of Haverhill, they are uh, they are working on a, a new master plan that they have it done. And so they're uh, you know talking about it now. But uh that was one of the uh, one of the parts of the master plan. They have uh, there are thousands of people that uh, actually go outside of Haverhill to go to work in other places in like high tech industry and stuff like that. And uh, Haverhill officials would love to learn how to get those companies to relocate here, so uh, folks don't have to uh, to travel 45 minutes to an hour to to go to work. They could just uh, roll out of bed and go right to work. At the swearing-in uh, ceremony, I had the, the privilege and the honor of swearing in Mayor Fiorentini um, just a couple of weeks ago, and also, you know, witnessing the um, you know the first city council uh, president, a female city council president, with Melinda Barrett. And so, uh, you know, I'm uh, so excited and uh, and energized by what we're seeing in in Haverhill. And I think, you know, what I try to do in my role. As uh, as the representative uh, of Haverhill is to you know make sure that uh, I'm hearing you know what those challenges are to economic development. I'm partnering with folks so that we can bring more business uh, to the city. Uh, a big part of why I'm working on the Merrimack River is because so much of the development that's been done uh, in Haverhill is right on the banks of the Merrimack River, and so making sure that it's clean. And it's not getting polluted with raw sewage and that we deal with our water infrastructure from Manchester all the way uh, to Newburyport um, is really important uh, because the Merrimack River flows through a big part of the district. But it also uh, is so vital to communities like Haverhill and Lawrence and, and Lowell. So uh, we have to keep that uh, that river clean and and have a vision for, you know, a, a river walk or rail trails from uh, from Nashua all the way to Newburyport so that folks in those communities can really uh, take advantage of how beautiful that river is. Uh, they uh, certainly are. Uh, you know, some of the communities do have those uh, those rail trails and river walks, and those are, are very nice. And uh, you mentioned the, uh, the Merrimack River, and that's something we've had uh, a lot of folks on uh, talking about that, trying to figure out ways to at least notify people whenever there's a like a heavy rainstorm, that's where the uh, the problem uh, occurs. You know, things overflow, and uh, yeah. they'd like to fix that, but I, that's going to take a lot of federal money, and that's where you come in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the partners on the state level have been fantastic. Uh, so I've worked closely with um, Linda Dean Campbell and Diana DeZoglio and, 
and everybody who, uh, you know, represents uh, the communities along the Merrimack on that notification process because it's vital. But really, if we're going to get to the root cause of this problem, it's uh, it's around making the upgrades that we uh, that we so desperately need for our water treatment plants and our water infrastructure. Uh, you know, we have been relying on um, you know combined uh, water uh, excuse uh, combined sewage and water pipes, and we got to separate those pipes. So that costs billions of dollars. And while the federal government has has been good about you know giving money to the state revolving fund, uh, those are loans. And you know cities like Manchester and Lowell and Lawrence, they can't afford the loan. They need grants. And so one of the things that I did with Congressman Moulton and Congressman Chris Pappas from Manchester, Congresswoman Annie Custer, uh, was uh, um, initiate a bill that basically increases grants to $500 million, uh, and it has bipartisan support. I'm, uh, uh, I talk a lot about sewage when I'm down in Washington, D.C. with my Democratic and Republican colleagues, but it's an issue that is, um, it, you know, so many cities and towns are, are confronted with. Do you have uh, any other locations in Haverhill you're going to be visiting today? Uh, no, you know, I'm only in Haverhill today for uh, this tour of um, of Convectronics, and then I'm, you know, I'm moving to Andover and ooh, uh, um, a few other places before heading down to the, the southern part of the district. So, uh, uh, and but then I also think I'm there for a chamber uh, breakfast, the annual legislative chamber breakfast. I think that might be next week, but. Uh, I have to tell you, when um, I I kind of look at my schedule the morning of these days, <laughs> wow. uh, it is yeah yeah. But you know what? It's been good, so great. I've been home all week, uh, which is really terrific. I love uh, I love being home one because I have you know a young family, but also because uh, it affords me the opportunity to get to all 37 of the cities and towns that uh, I represent and to hear from you know, state and local leaders, hear from private businesses. You know, hear from our educational institutions and our nonprofits, and so uh, this has been a, a tremendously busy but a super rewarding week. Well, it, uh, it certainly is nice to to have you in the district, and I know it's, it's got to be difficult to, uh, especially with a young family, to you know travel back and forth and do all that. But uh, it sounds like you're doing a great job, so I want to thank you on that. Well, thank you, Lynn. Thanks so much. And you know, if I could just take this moment to remind your listeners. Uh, to never hesitate to call our office. Uh, a big part of what we do every day is work on constituent services and, you know, help people navigate whether they've got, you know, an issue with their Medicare or Social Security or their veterans benefits. Um, you know, certainly you can go to trahan.house.gov, um, but you could also call the office at 978-459-0101. Well, that's, uh, that is great advice and it's a nice reminder as well, too. And that reminds me that uh, tonight, although uh, you won't be there, but uh, tonight over at the Haverhill Public Library, they're having a meeting with the census people to uh, discuss how important the census is because that sets up the uh, the funding that comes in for a, a 10-year period. It also sets up how many uh, seats you get in Congress, too. Oh, thank you for bringing it up, Wynn. And it, it is. It's so important. We're going to be getting those forms in, inside the next couple, you know, next couple of months. Uh, uh, and it's so important that folks fill out those forms. You know, $800 billion in federal funds get distributed across the country based on uh, the data that we uh, collect in the census. 
Uh, the census is completely confidential. It's not the, the, the data that's collected is not used or shared with any other agency. Um, but, you know, what it does do is it determines what communities like Haverhill receive, whether it's their SNAP and their WIC programs, uh, their, their senior centers, um, uh, so many of the programs that we rely on um, are determined uh, by the census, and it actually, you know, persists until the next census, which is 10 years from now. So we really want to make sure that count is uh, accurate uh, so that Haverhill gets what it gets what it needs. Exactly. You don't get a do-over, do you? <laughs> No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, we forgot to count over here. No, no. <laughs> no, I know. I know. You only get one shot at it. And, you know, actually, the last census, you know, was pretty um, – the response rate was pretty high uh, in the in this district. And so we have had, uh, you know, success. But we want to we get it right up to, you know, 100% uh, because oftentimes it's the communities um, – that are underrepresented uh, or undercounted, those are the communities that need these funds the most, right? So we're considering our CDBG funds, our child care grants, our Head Start money, our school lunches, all of that. You know, we want it to go to the right communities, and that's why it's so important for a community like Havel to be counted. All right. Well, uh, again, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, We've been talking with uh, 3rd District Congresswoman Laurie Trahan, and uh, you've got got a lot on your plate. You have a lot of stuff to do, and the next time you hear the Beach Boys sing Barbara Ann, you're going to uh, insert your own name in there, aren't you? I am. Thank you. It was a, it, uh, it's a great morning song. Let me tell you, I was, uh, I was singing and dancing while waiting to join. So thank you for that. Well, it's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you very much, and we'll be uh, talking with you in a few more weeks. All right, Wynn, thanks. You bet. Congresswoman Laurie Trahan, our guest this morning here on The Wave 97.9 WHAV-FM. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the wave, W-A-V.